somebody who feels that society does judge a little bit harder on women and what Mm -hmm. they say and what they do. Comedy is a place where I can literally be myself and it's less judged. Welcome to the Black is the New Rich podcast. I am your host, Corey Cash. It is episode eight. And today we're talking about entrepreneurship, but from a different perspective. And today we got a very special guest. Actually, do you want to introduce yourself? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Russia. I am a real estate agent by day, but at night I do stand-up comedy now. Nice. And um, just take me through your journey a little bit. You are a real estate agent. Uh, How'd you get there? I mean, during the pandemic, um, I think everybody was trying to figure out their new path. I was a flight attendant before that. And so I um, I have always had a passion for real estate. It kind mm-hmm. of just made sense. Mm-hmm. I took the course, um, banged it out, and got my license in April. Been doing it since, and so far, so good. Okay, nice. Do you miss being a flight attendant at all? Because the perks <laughs> on that is crazy. I've been hearing, like, you know, like... 60 buck flights to China or UK or what have you like don't you miss that I mean I miss traveling I don't miss the actual job I think oh. it wasn't challenging enough and oh, so you're just like going up and down the aisle or I mean <laughs> <laughs> hey listen I still have flight attendant friends okay Sorry. no I mean it's challenging only when there's an emergency because that's really why we're there people think it's to serve them drinks but it has nothing to do with that mm-hmm. so um I would say that I don't miss the actual job for sure, but the travel benefits, I mean, you can't, you can't. Yeah, so them. like list some of the travel benefits, like, like what were the pricing? Technically like? all I had to do was really pay taxes. So anywhere. Like 80 bucks or so? A hundred dollars. Yeah. To like where? Greece. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it was definitely a job I enjoyed, but I knew that it wasn't forever. Okay. Dope, dope. So, but the good thing about being a flight attendant is like, you're actually probably dealing, dealing with everybody's best day opposed to like being a police officer and dealing with everyone's worst day, right? I mean, yeah, especially because my airline was leisure. So most of the people were on going on vacation and they were pretty relaxed. Um, but you got to realize traveling is still a stressful thing for mm-hmm. especially old people. Mm-hmm. So then there were some some passengers, I would say, that get, I wouldn't say it was their best day, but... <laughs> okay, dope. Overall, overall... Definitely would suggest anybody who's thinking about it to do it. Okay, it was li- it was life changing. All right, dope. So, well, now you're in real estate. How many months have it been? Um, since April and. So that's what like what, five six months or so. Yeah, I would say I don't know. Yeah, like, you do yeah. math but, right now. <laughs> it's been about five six months. Um, and how's your experience so far? What are you noticing in the market? What are you learning? Um, I think the biggest thing that I learned was that, um, talk is cheap. And what do you, uh, explain that. What do you mean? Well, I, you know, when it comes to negotiation, a lot of people will tell you, oh, I'm going to put um, this and I'm going to put that and I'm giving you this offer by tonight. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if it's not written and signed, then it's, all, it's in the air. You can't believe mm-hmm. anything they say, because mm-hmm. when it comes to a bunch of salespeople trying to negotiate, you just can't believe everything you hear. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, deals still can fall through once they're signed, because Unless there's a deposit, mm-hmm. there's Isn't really that? nothing that stops the person, the buyer, the seller, or anybody from pulling out, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, talk is cheap. Um, definitely, that's what I learned. I mm-hmm. don't get too excited 
when I close deals, mm. not until there's money in the bank. Okay, dope, yeah. dope, dope. It's my biggest. So the reason why we're here today because um, <laughs> you are a real estate agent slash comedian, <laughs> and I, I think that is so um, intriguing because I think as entrepreneurs, like it's important for us to always have hobbies. And the fact that you're a comedian is funny for one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, how did you even um, get into that? Like, where does that stem from? Like, how did it start? Um, that's so funny, actually. Um, so I always thought stand-up comedians were like impressive. It's like an art form that people don't really think of as an art form, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so I always used to go to shows with my best friend and like, I love to laugh. I loved making people laugh and like... One day during the pandemic, during a, like one of the serious lockdowns where there was nobody outside, mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone's jokes and said, when the pandemic's over, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm trying everything because life's short. And that's what I hope everybody, you know, took from that. And I joked and said, I'll do a set. And my best friend said, okay, put money on it. And Jeez. it was just a bet. It was actually kind of like a dare. And I said, yeah, 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 for sure. With all the confidence in the world. Mm -hmm. And then when things started opening up again, there was an open mic and she looked at me and said, hey, you remember? And oh, I said, wow. it's time. It's time. It's like I couldn't say no. I, I mean, no I, experience, no, no experience, nothing, just a lot of uh, watching. OK, so to be honest, for me, in my opinion, comedian to be a comedian is like the hardest job in the world like you're up there trying to make people laugh so and so how's your first experience like did you bomb some shit did you make people laugh like did you have something written okay so <laughs> my first experience I was so nervous I was like it, it was just like imagine I don't I can't even explain it like you just don't understand like the nerves that I had like I was shaking but I already have, I put my name in the bucket where they were, and you know, like it was like, they're going to call out my name. I can't back out now. It was just like too late to turn around. So, um, how did I feel? How did I have anything prepared? Let me tell you, I really did not know. I had one joke, one joke, and it was kind of a story Yeah. and it could have really went left and I had no idea if it was going to be successful. And I really was prepared for nobody to laugh because mm -hmm. in my head, it's like this first time, like I didn't expect to be like good at what I'm doing, yeah. but, um, it ended up, it ended up being it was a hit. like 50, 50, I yeah. would say. Cause the first joke was not a hit and it was because I tried to make it up off the spot and there was no preparation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second joke was a hit and it was nice because I got to get like, feel what it is to not be, funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody laughed. And then I also got to get a laugh. So, so I, you know, I got off like, okay, I'm doing this again. Yeah. Yeah. So it gave I you a little hooked. hope. It yeah. It gave you a little hope to a hundred percent. I was hooked. I was hooked. It the high you get after that, especially cause you're so nervous. Yeah. After you do it, you just feel so like proud of yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even though it was just like a little laugh, it's only four minutes. You got to realize it's a very- So that is, I feel like that that's like boxing. Like there's three minutes rounds, but it's so intense. Yeah. Inside that three minutes. Exactly. Because I've been to a comedy show and I've seen someone bomb it and, I'm, and I feel <laughs> secondhand embarrassed. Like get off. Like I feel so bad for them. No, for sure. Bombing is awkward. And uh, watching it is just as awkward for the audience. Uh, what I what I learned is, is that nobody knows- what what's in going on in your head mm -hmm. 
So you have to play it off. And even if you're bombing, you don't just like, you can let that get to you and you can just keep going downhill mm -hmm. or you can just, you know what, scrap that. Let's keep it pushing. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I did in my first time. My first joke bombed. And I said, you know what? I'm changing it up. And everyone's like, kind of like chuckled, like, because I, I, I recognize that this isn't going well. Yeah. And, um, I mean the group that I was kind of like the, yeah, the group in the bar was mostly comedians. Oh, so okay. they were kind of, they understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been there. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like a little bit more relaxed because it was like supportive. Mm -hmm. And this isn't a paid gig. If it was a paid gig, maybe I'd even be more, more nervous. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, then it's true. like, imagine like somebody paid for this. And sorry, <laughs> they paid for this and... And you bomb won. i'm looking at it i ask for my money back so that's <laughs> wow. that's yeah no uh people I, I think what people don't realize is that you can suck and people need to let you know because mm -hmm. i think we're too think sensitive that, I, no, now I, I think that is um a component a component to being a good friend is that sometimes yeah when your friend sucks at something it's not it's not to like shame them but it is to say hey you need to improve. This yeah, this needs to this needs some work. Yeah. And I brought my best friend because you know, at the end of the day, she's the reason so, why I was up there. What did she tell you? <laughs> uh she she agreed with me. The first 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 the first joke? joke was not it. And the second one, like she saw the potential. Yeah. And then then following week I went for my second time. I didn't bring anyone. I went alone, which wow. was yeah, which was actually like a lot of people were like, Oh, well, proud of you for coming alone. And yeah. I was like, I mean, I can't make I can't always have a support system with me. Yeah. It's just something that I want to do for myself. Yeah. And uh that was so much better than the first time. Yeah. And um and that's like if I wasn't hooked before, I was like, You're this is it. Now. This is it. That's all. I, I want to do this all the time. I felt great. It's it's something I like to do. I like to make people happy. Okay. So this it just was like it lined up with what I like. Dope. So what do you think the importance of like because this is like a new hobby for you, right? Yeah. So obviously with real estate, you're on go, 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 business, business, business. And so what do you think the importance of a hobby is for you now that you have this with your job as a real estate agent? I think everybody needs one. A I, hobby? A hobby. hundred percent. hundred percent agree. Okay. Cause, <laughs> because I'll tell you one thing, like, even if you love your job, I do like real estate. I like, um, helping people, but real estate's kind of stressful. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't have the best day at work, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And if your eggs are all in one basket mm -hmm. and your passion is your work mm -hmm. and your work come that day isn't the best, mm -hmm. you're going to feel empty inside. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel like lost in mm -hmm. a sense. Hobbies, and your mental health gets affected too. Exactly. And mm -hmm. I've had those days where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? And, and, it, and it's anxiety. It's a lot of pressure from society. It's a lot of people telling you, well, you know, you're in an industry that's so, there's so much uh, competition, like mm -hmm. all I got was doubt when I became a real estate agent. Yeah. So it, it, I ignored it, but at the end of the day, it's not that like I'm aware of how competitive that industry is. So, um, I couldn't put all my happiness into that. So when I found that I like stand up comedy, now it's like, it's just like stand up comedy is something I do for myself. Mm -hmm. It does not bring me income. So there's really no stress. Mm -hmm. I mean, as of right now, I'm brand new, but yeah. I don't feel stressed in the sense that if I suck, oh no, I'm not getting paid. My bills aren't getting paid. This yeah. is just purely for my own enjoyment. Yeah. And that's probably why 
I think people should have, have hobbies, hobbies because I, it's just for your mental health. For 100%. your, there's no pressure with them. I 100% agree because I'm at the stage in my life where I'm trying new things. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been to a comedy club. I want to do rollerblading. I want to do the escape room. I want to do paint night. And I just feel like, I feel like everyone should try new hobbies because the normal hobby down here is where everyone kind of like either smokes, drinks, clubs. Like I, I feel like I've, done that so much mm -hmm. in my 20s and i just feel like these new hobbies keeps your conversation going like mm -hmm. it gives you substance which i think a lot of people lack um i definitely would say i kind of agree with that in the sense that when somebody has a day off mm -hmm. they go out they party they yeah. um they're it's hard though because you know with with the winter here in canada it's like people decide to hibernate mm -hmm. So they sometimes don't even know what's out there. Mm -hmm. They don't no, know. That was me. I, I felt like, yo, so what's out there? What could I do? What do mm -hmm. I do? And I think um, uh, I think it's funny because a lot of times uh, things are only brought to light during through social media now with TikTok and mm -hmm. people posting the places to eat and the mm -hmm. places to go. A lot of people are discovering new, new things. things. Yeah, yeah. Like, for instance, you mentioned rollerblading. And I, I I mean, I started going to Scooter's Roller Palace in Mississauga. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a good rollerblader. Mm -hmm. And I fell 100 million times. However, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you, you will bust your ass. But it is it was so fun mm -hmm. to do something that is out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And then I and I started telling and I posted it, I mean, and then all the my friends were messaging me, where like, is this? Where is this? Yeah, yeah. And again, it's back to nobody's aware of the fun things you can do. Mm -hmm. Nobody like they know that there's bowling alleys, but they just don't go out and do it. Like mm -hmm. and they forget. Those are the joys. It's like back to like being children. When we were kids, exactly. when we were not in school, we'd grab our bikes, we'd go see our friends. Yeah. We'd just literally and do stuff. Yeah, do stuff, play games, like manhunt, all those little things. And it's like, as adults, I feel like all we now know is just to be, be work. Serious. And and then you get with your friends, you drink, you smoke, you chill. You And yeah. I'm not bashing that. No, I'm not, not bashing saying, either, I think it's I was, fine. I did that but a lot. A lot of what I ask is, um, if you're doing that every weekend, like what exactly are we celebrating? You know, True. you it, it, it loses the value. Right. It loses, yeah, it just becomes so normal. And then, and then eventually it catches up mm -hmm. and then that's where like that whole empty feeling all i have is work and work isn't doing bringing me happiness anymore mm -hmm. so i always when i see people and they pursue things and it's not just for a side hustle it's not yeah. because they want to make money sometimes there's an artist that they don't sell their work yeah or or you're into dance and it's not because of tiktok and you yeah, just yeah. like to generally like dance. enjoy dancing yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like those things uh, I feel like people people forget people forget about their childhood what they enjoyed, and um, I, I think it's just important. Because even it. in my journey now, right, I like one of my tasks or one of my like one I don't know for lack of better words, yeah, one of my tasks were to connect with my inner child, mm -hmm. and I had to really think about what I was doing from five years old to ten years old, and I was drawing, I was. Uh, taking pictures I was still on Photoshop and which makes sense that I do photography now mm -hmm. and I feel like that could help a lot of people uh, f find these type of hobbies if they are aware of like kind of like just ask themselves like what was I doing from five to ten years old or they can even ask themselves what was their favorite um, subject in school simple True. as that because yeah. 
what I realized was back in the day, like when they were, uh, yeah, even like high school, elementary, whatever, all those. I like for me, cause I, my favorite was gym class mm-hmm. and drama class. Like that, those, and that makes sense. That on my schedule, that. I enjoy it. And yeah. so now it's like, if I'm not doing comedy and I'm not working, um, I'll be in the gym playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. And it's like volleyball is another hobby I like to do. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't gain anything other than um, obviously f- physical health, but mental health too. Mm-hmm. socializing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm not surprised that the two things I like to do now is a form of drama because, yeah. you know, it and is technically. Volleyball. And then volleyball or being in the gym or working out that in general all goes under the same umbrella. So ask yourself. What did you like to do in school when it wasn't like when you didn't have to do homework mm-hmm. and mm. that will bring down, okay, what do you actually like. want to do now as an adult? And there's so many things yeah. like available. You just have to Google it and you have to also be open-minded. I um, guess. I guess you got to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah that was because, my biggest problem. Because just because for instance, uh, if you like dance, doesn't mean you have somebody that also likes dance that will go to that first class with you. Mm, that's why I like you're going to the comedy Yeah, the yourself. comedy show by myself. Because at the end of the day, it's like, I will not, I can't always drag somebody with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, usually open mics are on a weekday and my mm-hmm. friends have work to do in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're still supportive, of mm-hmm. course. And they do want to come. And a lot of people came out and said they want to come. But I'm just like, I'm not doing it for them. I'm really just doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's really what a hobby is. It's selfish in a sense, because it's a, not for a, anybody in else. Context. In a good context. <laughs> in a good context. Okay, interesting. So with comedy and real estate, do you see any correlations between the two? I actually maybe I would say I don't. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I love it. Ooh. Okay. Because like I said, real estate's stressful. So when I want to do something completely different from it mm-hmm. by the end of the night, um, I mean, real estate can help me with my jokes in the sense that like I'm out there in the world experiencing different clients, meeting different people, negotiating different agents. Mm -hmm. So constantly I have content that might end up being funny for the stage. Yeah. Um, But I see. I see. You know, you get what I'm saying. Like I I, I can always like I'm inspired by it. Mm -hmm. I'm inspired by everything I do for comedy. Mm -hmm. Right. You can really really, comedy is like a life experience and making a joke out of it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I can talk about childhood. I can talk about what just happened to me this week. I can talk about the news. And that's why I think about light skins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah you don't want to bring that up right now <laughs> yes i have and then the thing is with comedy i'll tell you this as a female and somebody who feels that society does judge a little bit harder on women and what mm-hmm. they say and what they do comedy is a place where i can literally be myself mm-hmm. and it's less judged mm-hmm. how so I mean, because like you could go get up there, start swearing, doing this, and then maybe that will cause more judgment. Do you feel empowered by that? That they can't really do anything. I think that's exactly what I would say. I feel super empowered by um, the ability to go up there, swear, say things that are a little bit more vulgar, maybe unlike, like as as society would say, not ladylike. Mm-hmm. And because in the context of comedy, people are not meant. This isn't supposed to be a sensitive 
group sport. or yeah. sport. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if you, if you find, if you're too sensitive, then that's not where you should be because mm. people are going up there and talking a, a lot. <laughs> and we can just look at like Dave Chappelle, for instance, that's a great example of mm -hmm. a comedian that's under fire for making jokes that a certain group of people find to be offensive, mm -hmm. but it's comedy. He's not running for president. Mm -hmm. He's not like the principal of a school. Mm -hmm. He's not a, he's not in any, in any way, He's not uh, like a self. He just does his model yeah. His either. responsibility is not to make you comfortable. Yeah. His responsibility is to make you laugh. Yeah. And does he execute that well? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's the why in my head, I just think anybody who is has an issue with what comedians are saying, and those people like that comedian is just a comedian. Mm -hmm. He's not. He's, you know, he's not a doctor. He's not taking care of anybody. Then mm -hmm. they, they they need to they need to relax. They mm -hmm. need to relax for sure. So how do you feel about uh, being a real estate agent and stepping into the comedy world? About like your audience kind of crisscrossing or maybe even seeing your comedy, <laughs> even though it can be vulgar. Like, what do you uh, do? Is that a fear? Is that like you know? How do you feel about that? I thought about that. I thought, oh my god, what if somebody records this clip, posts it, goes viral, and next thing you know, my clients just saw me talking about how I don't talking know about them <laughs> you know I, I I well that's the thing I'm definitely gonna uh, never expose anybody's names yeah. like for that reason because at the end of the day I wouldn't really like it if my full government name was yeah, the, for sure. you know but but of course like it could still be along the lines of like they knew it was about them yeah, yeah. and only they know and maybe they find it offended offensive but um I thought about that and then I was thinking to myself, um, first, the likelihood of that happening anytime soon is slim. And second, I can't have um, my life be in this bubble that society wants me to be in mm. and be miserable in it and not speak my mind or not make my jokes mm -hmm. because I'm afraid of, oh my God, well, what if I lose business? Because I think if anybody sees my comedy, they'll think, wow, look at her, she's confident. I want her to negotiate my deal <laughs> and I want to hang out with her while we go see houses because she'll, she'll keep she'll be me, funny. yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll keep me entertained. I'm not saying that that's the reason, but I'm, I'm thinking in my head, there's so many qualities that you can take from my, me being a comedian that would help in the real world. I'm obviously not afraid to put myself out there. I'm mm -hmm. also not afraid to fight for you. Also, when it those comes are relations that, that comedy and real estate have. I guess you're right. It <laughs> is. It, it's a personality traits that I would say cross over because being a real estate agent, you have to have confidence. You have to be able to um, communicate well. You have to also mm -hmm. be every day. You're meeting new clients. You know, mm -hmm. completely like they could, they could no. judge you the same way this. based on the way you dress. Yeah, there's so many ways, and it's just in my head. I don't want to work with anybody who doesn't want to work with me, mm -hmm. and I don't see um, myself changing mm -hmm. for them mm -hmm. because that just sounds like a miserable life. Okay, interesting. So overall, you advise everybody, all entrepreneurs, to have hobbies outside of their craft. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I'm pretty sure they'd under they they'd agree with the fact that being an entrepreneur, you got there so nobody could tell you what to do, right? Exactly. To not have a Good boss, point. to not be to control your own schedule. Mm -hmm. Same reason why I went into real estate. So that's why I don't fear what. What if other people see it? Because mm -hmm. it's the same. It's the same fear of what is the interviewer gonna think about your tattoos mm -hmm. or your piercings? Like I don't give a damn. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you, you see, like society will tell you 
be careful what you put out there. Mm -hmm. Of course, be careful. Don't go out there saying some racist shit. That's yeah. like, if you don't get that job, that's because you're a racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I said a joke and you were too sensitive about it, then okay, like, mm -hmm. relax. Mm -hmm. like, for instance, like the joke that you mentioned, like that, that could be taken offensively from, you know, the LGBTQ. LGBT community as well as light skin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so it, it's not, it's not. But you're not here to make everybody happy as well because there's always going to be someone on that exactly. other side of the fence. Exactly. That's there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like what I do. And at the end of the day, I don't care. Mm. <laughs> so it just comes down to confidence, being who you are, knowing who you are, and sticking to your guns. 100%. Okay, dope. Well, I'm going to ask you three questions that I ask everybody. Okay. And we're going to start with the first two. What is the best advice that you've gotten and the worst advice that you've gotten? You don't have to mention names. The best advice and the worst. This is a... It's a hard question. Yeah, <laughs> you should have... I should have came prepared. Um, the worst advice... I guess I would just say the worst advice is, yeah, telling, telling me... Um, to, to be careful how I present my image and because I did care for a really long time. Mm -hmm. uh, reputation was everything. And I'm not saying it's necessarily bad advice, but it is advice that will hold you back mm -hmm. from trying mm -hmm. new things. And it will keep fear in your heart. And that's that's something I would tell anybody to just throw out. Okay. What other people so think be you. doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they... You have to sleep at night knowing that you did what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Now, the best advice. Um, ah, that's a tough. Or it could be a, like an accumulated things that you've heard from different people. That from are different sort of, people. That are similar. Or maybe how about like even a principle that you live by. That you that that you know you're confident about, and this is the principle. Oh, okay. I, I actually did, I have I have something. My sister, um, my sister, she knows me pretty well, and she knows that I like to go into things and just be great mm -hmm. already mm -hmm. from the beginning. I hate the climb. I hate sucking in the beginning, and like slowly progressing. I just want to be a comedian on Netflix. Like I just want to <laughs> be the greatest real estate agent in the GTA, mm -hmm. and um, her. She told me, she said, you have to throw that out, that mentality, that idea that you're going to get into this and be great. Because once you do, then you're going to get into it. Because that first step, that first time I went on stage, my fear was, oh, my God, I'm not going to be funny. You're not Dave Chappelle. Yet. I'm not Dave Chappelle. They're going to hate me. Mm. But then I learned Obviously, I'm not Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle worked his ass off to get there. Mm -hmm. Why am I not enjoying the journey? Mm -hmm. Why am I not afraid to get take losses? And I did. I take I take I took losses in real estate. I took losses in um, comedy, and, and like they're not maybe the same exact losses, but those losses helped me improve. Mm -hmm. Helped me. Okay, I made that mistake. I forgot that thing in the contract. Moving forward, guess what? Never made that mistake again. Mm -hmm. So once I got rid of that idea of being great right away, um, I've been at peace with taking my L's. Okay, yeah, no, that's good <laughs> advice, actually. And the last question, because uh, we like to make predictions on the show. Oh, sure. So if if it when it no not if when it happens, mm -hmm. we're gonna play this back. So where do you see yourself in five years? 
God, I hate this question. I hate this question. I don't like it because I feel like my life's changing constantly. So just take a random guess. I all oh, okay. Can I see on Netflix special? Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, in five years, I definitely think I'll still be doing this. Mm. I don't think this is something that's going away anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I think in five years, all I can definitely guarantee is that I'll be happy. Okay. That, that's it. Right. I can say that for certain. Are you giving me permission to sell this to like TMZ when you're like a cook? Please. I'll play it back. Please. I, a, I mean, I have, I have like, like, again, you just asked me five years and I just told you, don't worry about being great right now. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so that's really all I'm saying because in my head, I'm like, I'm focused on right now. And like, for instance, my third you know, debut yeah. is this Wednesday and all I'm focusing on is new content for the show and one step at a time. Okay, but, lit, lit, lit. But yes, definitely sell this to TMZ. And <laughs> all right. So uh, actually give everybody your information, how they can reach you as like a real estate for agent. For sure. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Rasha at modern solution dot. Oh my God. No, that's not right. <laughs> I just blanked out. Sorry. Rasha Real Estate. It's just Rasha Real Estate <laughs> on Instagram. And then um, on if you want to see my comedy, then you follow my uh, my um, private Instagram, which is uh, the girl from YYZ, which obviously coined from traveling the world. But from, oh, yeah. Yeah. From, so. Uh... Uh, being uh being an being a flight attendant yeah, yeah, there you yeah. Go. so um yeah you can follow me on either of those okay dope well that is episode eight i hope you guys enjoyed it see you next time on episode nine black is even rich